<laughs> Are you going to be okay recording if you got sleepy? I have uh, Mr. F stuck in my head. I don't know what that is. It's from Arrested Development. Okay. I've only seen it once, and there's a lot of episodes. Oh, and come on. It's too many. I literally couldn't watch the new one where they, like, re-edit it or whatever, because I was like, I don't remember no. what's happening anymore. I haven't seen that. It's too confusing. You know, I even went back and watched the old ones. I'm like, there's something different. Like, Something's it isn't... weird. The funny isn't hitting the same way it used to. Mm. I don't know what it is. You just moved on in your life. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe it just doesn't work, like, the second time. I think it's just, like, an older... Humor, maybe? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's like hitting that Seinfeld effect. Oh, okay. Perhaps. Some, or I've like seen it not work now, so Uh, now I'm, maybe that's it. Yeah, because you've seen the newer ones, and you didn't like them as much. I'm aware that it can fail. And it tainted it. It's taint. That's why I love Friends so much, because I feel like it's always funny. And I'm always like, this is a good time. I think that's why people like Friends so much in general, that it's like, oh yeah, that is funny. Good for you. We're going to get some angry reviews being like, this is why Ross is terrible and Friends is overrated. Ross is terrible. And Chandler's (laughs) the worst. Oh, no. Not Chandler. (laughs) Not Chandler. No. Uh, What were we talking about that you were like, we were talking about children crying and it was like being funny? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, because usually Uh, children like, if you just ignore the fact that they hurt themselves, they will also ignore it. So they yeah. won't cry. Mm-hmm. And then I said, except for Chandler, talking about my nephew. <laughs> and then you thought I was talking about Chandler from Friends. Except for Chandler Bing. He always <laughs> cries when it's stupid. My nephew is named after Chandler Bing, though. Because my, uh, my sister's baby daddy is, like, way into Friends. So yeah. when they're picking names, Chandler. Which I find funny, though, also, because their daughter's weren't named from that or from he's also way into Harry Potter and they don't have Harry Potter names and so I'm like oh probably for the best <laughs> Andrea's like I get to decide now yeah uh, there's like that whole generation there's probably gonna be a lot of Harry Potter oh babes, yeah a lot of Hermione's tons a lot Luna's. of Cedric's yeah yeah Harry like, stop <laughs> sorry we have to edit so much cut it out <laughs> cut me out <laughs> just cut it out wake me up inside <laughs> Greg can't and wake cut up. cut it out. Cut it out. Break me up and cut me out before you go, go. <laughs> and all I can think about is from How I Met Your Mother where when they drink the tantrum, yeah. they're like, cut it out! About his cut stomach. Cut it out! <laughs> cut it out of me! That's how I feel a lot. Amazing. Me too, because I have IBS. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Welcome to Hysterical History. A podcast. <laughs> Which hopefully you knew already. <laughs> but maybe uh, not. Were you trying to install a VHS? <laughs> install a VHS. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you ended up with this, mm-hmm. you probably didn't know what you were doing with the VHS. Were you using a floppy disk and it won't go in your new computer? <laughs> Where does it go? I don't get it. It doesn't even have a hole for the headphones. What if someone actually accidentally hit so many buttons that they downloaded this? <laughs> they have no idea what it is. Theoretically possible. Who are these women? Who are these women? Why are they talking about Chandler being... Well, random citizen. <laughs> I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And we're we just talk about whatever we want at the beginning, but this is a... 
podcast, Hysterical History, about funny history times. Funny jokes of history. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like we have a one today. He's a funny joke. He's a funny joke. Because um, today we're... We, I've done a few episodes that have been like... I did one, you know, about Tomoe Gozen, so I did one in Japan, and I did one about, I just did one about Dolly Madison with Alyssa, and I did one about um, Munster, so I've been moving around, you know, Japan, America, Germany, but now we're going back to France. Mm, you reversed. <sighs> yeah. You're moving east from the east, and now you went back. Yep. To my safe, happy place. Your safe, happy place. France. <laughs> French history. Ground zero, in a way. And today we're talking about Michel de Nostradamus. Oh, yay. Nostradamus. Oh, no. I mean, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's required. It has been seen. You know he's coming. It is known. And he's here now. <laughs> And um, he's here. You know what he couldn't foretell is um, how to get rid of him. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, maybe he could, and he just kept it to himself. He's like, <laughs> I, they can never know. They'll never get rid of me. But uh, They don't have the secret spell. We're going to talk about his life and everything generally, how he went about his business. And then at the end, we're going to do, uh, I'm going to read you some prophecies, and then I'm going to have you tell me what it's about. Okay, tell me about Michelle's life. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> He's going to be Michelle from now on because mm-hmm. I hate him. I mean, that's how you say his name. Yeah. It's Michael, but in French. I know. Uh, why do you hate him? You have so strong I, feelings I don't hate him. him that much. I hate what he's become. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't like how people treat him now. Yeah. But um, he, his, he is fine. His body. It's like if people took, like, all of the old medical works yeah. from the same period and were still treating them like they were real. Like, oh, but it's, you know, you have to do the bleeding with the leeches. And you're like, no, no. no. The ancients had no idea they, what was going they on. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know <laughs> what they're doing. What are you? No. And if they did know the future, then, like... You're a monster for not doing something about the terrible things before it happened. I mean, if you can. Yeah. That's the thing. If it's too far, then you're dead. Yeah. But anyway, he's born on December 14th or 21st, 1503. (laughs) He doesn't even know when he was born. It's like a whole week in between. (laughs) They're like, it's either this Friday or that Friday. It's a long labor. Whatever. Oh, hold on. I have to turn my phone off. I forgot. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. Because I had to load it first. Oh. Gross. No connection. You can still edit recent files or create new ones. We are ascending. We are going into space. Turn airplane mode on. It's on. What is is airplane mode even? What's the magic? What does it do? Yeah. It's just like makes it so your phone doesn't connect to stuff. I know what it does, but like. How? Not how. I know how. It's okay. just like, why does it matter? Oh, why? Like, when you're on airplanes, does it matter? Yeah. It probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but still do it. Because uh, they said. Follow the rules. The nice people told you to. Honestly, eventually, they're going to let us not do it, is what I feel like. They like they already have Wi-Fi on planes. Like, half the time, they'll just let you do it. You're like, whatever. Whatever. People already don't do it. You know that's true. So Yeah. But you should Until they tell you not to. (laughs) Right. Anyway, uh, so he's born in the south of France in Saint-Rémy-de-Provence, 
Um, and he is one of nine children to Renier de Saint-Rémy. Where was he in the children uh, levels? <laughs> Order? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> My words aren't good now. Currently. it's. I need to start reading again. <laughs> I thought you were reading the other day. Was I? You told me you were. Maybe you lied. What was I reading? I was I was reading about I don't know crabs. It was when you came in my room and I was like petting my soft scarf oh, and reading, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, "I'm just reading," and I was like, "Okay." That was a couple of days ago. Yeah, I need to read more like heavy duty stuff. Maybe. Okay, because like I forgot the word for a lake. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. We're like driving to a mall for me to pick up something from a store that I ship there for free, and Haley's like, "What is this water?" <laughs> and I just laughed. Uh, that's, I'm like, oh. that's the huge, famous lake that we live next to. I mean, to. that's not the famous one we live next to. Not like the world-famous one, but no. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel I liked you saying water, like, vaguely, <laughs> because it's hard to know when you look at a body of water what kind it is. That's true. Like, it could have been a river. What is this water? Yeah. What is this water? <laughs> I'm training you for when you have children. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Water. Water. Mother. Mm. Anyway, I don't know what order he—I don't know where he is in the order. I'm so curious. Was he, um, like, an elder child? Was he a stupid middle child? Was he—not a—middle not, children aren't stupid. They're yeah. just—they're conflicted. <laughs> they are conflicted. They're center children. Uh, let me see if I can find out. Or was he a baby? Does it even matter at the time? Does, does like, children order matter until you're in the industrial age? Or if I you're, like— Or if you're, like, a noble— I think it matters in the 1500s because it's like I think the first kid is expected to like the first son I should say is expected to do the family business. Uh, so and the other kids are kind of like got more options. I phrased it weird like they it does matter for their lives, but doesn't matter as far as personality like it does now. Hmm. Uh, it says his known siblings include Delphine, Jean, Pierre, Hector, uh, Louis, Bertrand, and Jean the second. That is. So French. Um, of course it is. <laughs> but like, uh, but only one of their, only two of their dates are given, or three, sorry, and they're all after him. Oh, and Antoine. Um, so French. <laughs> and all of them are after him. It's like they found a list of the most French names. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his, uh, his, <coughs> it says he's one of nine children, this, I'm reading this from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. he's one of nine children of notary Jean or Jacques uh, de Notre Dame and... Renier, which are both very French names. Very, uh, very proudly French. Right. And he's at least older than three or two of them. Yeah, three of them. Okay. So he's probably on the older side, mm-hmm. if he's not the oldest. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, his mother is Renier, um, and her husband is Jean. Which, there's nothing more French to me when, than when their name ends in Om, because it's like A-U-M-E. Mm-hmm. Like Guillaume, like nobody, that's not even close to a name in a different language. Like yeah. Michelle just is Michael. Right. And it's just pronounced differently, missing a letter. But like, or like Jean is just John, right? It's just they're spelling it different, pronouncing it different. Yeah. But Guillaume is nothing. <laughs> what is this? Like, I think done? it's William. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. I try. But it like, it doesn't look, it doesn't, like, it sort of looks like William, but it barely sounds anything close to it's William. It's like the French trying to pronounce that I A M. Yeah. Guillaume. Trying to regurgitate a whole frog from I their love stomach. I so much, France. Yikes. 
Anyway, um, and his dad is a well-to-do grain dealer. <laughs> Why does it sound so illicit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a part-time notary uh, of Jewish descent. Okay. So he's a little Jewish. Just a little. Jewish. Jewish. Um, apparently one of his grandfathers, Guy Gessonet, uh, converted to Catholicism half a century earlier. Yeah, it's not, like, good to be Jewish at the time. It's never uh, Yeah, I was going to say, good. most times it's not good. I mean, there are some points in history where they won't, like, outright kill you for it, though. Yeah, but, um... Can't name any off the top of my head. <laughs> now, maybe? No. Depends on where you are. No, not really now. Maybe. A couple years ago, like, right after World War II. <laughs> right after World War II, you get a lot of crap for you it. You lived, you were pretty sad. It's pretty safe at the time. Anyway, um, so yeah, he converted to Catholicism and he changed their family name to Nostradam, which is good for uh, Nostradamus because it sounds way better. So much better. Than uh, Gessonet. Gessonus. Gestonus. Gessoneus. Whoa. Mm, You just sound gassy. Mm. It's bad. (laughs) Gassy. Gassy man. (laughs) Gassy man. Oh, and I have, or like sources that say he changed it because of the Inquisition. Okay. Uh, but then also I have other sources that say that's not true. So oh. who cares? He converted, <laughs> changed his name. But technically he's still Jewish, right? Like he's Jewish descent and sure. he's presumably like has been practicing up until then. Does Nostradamus like switched? Does like it mean something? Oh, uh, I don't know. Let me Google it. Like why? <laughs> I wonder if they had like a reason for choosing that name. It's very, it sounds very cool, but I don't know if very... that's... If that's just because we have Nostradamus now, and it has yeah. to sound cool. It sounds very French. I'm asking you so many stupid off-topic questions. <laughs> How many kids was he in? What does the name mean? Mm. Why is the plane button on? <laughs> um, everything that I see when I Google is about Nostradamus, so yeah. I don't think. It's going to be a real tough Google search. Just look it up. Email us with what that means. What does it mean? Um, but so he's tutored by his maternal grandfather, Jean de Saint-Rémy, um, who says, saw great intellect and potential in his grandson. You're a smart one. Ooh, the first one is a smarty boy. Ooh, this one's a winner. And so uh, he teaches him rudimentary Latin, Greek, Hebrew, and math. Oh, sure. He's smart enough to learn several languages and adding. And math. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming part of the reason they're like, oh, just so you know, his grandfather's Jewish is because he teaches him Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, that's why. Because <laughs> right. otherwise it's not like the most normal language to know no. as a French person in the 1500s. Little weird. It's a very strange, like, I don't know, like maybe you could use it for alchemy, like Kabbalistic yeah. secret mysteries or right. something. Read old texts that are in Hebrew. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise yeah. not, especially. <laughs> I'm assuming it's mostly because he was Jewish. Yeah. And uh, both of his grandfathers are, like, super intellectual, like, scholar guys. So they're like, we're going to make this kid so smart. <laughs> we're going to make it. It's going to be crazy. The ultimate smart boy. <laughs> With our grandparents' powers combined, <laughs> he will be a genius. And, I mean, uh, they kind of did it, so. Grats. Captain Jew boy. They're like, He's so smart. our grandson is going to be known for eternity. And I'm like, you're right. Good job. You did it. <laughs> so really the heroes are his grandparents. That's so ambitious. Can you imagine? <laughs> My grandkid's going to be known for eternity. You're like, whoa. 
Wow. And then you accomplish it. I uh, brought casserole, so. Uh, one of his grandfathers is a physician, so he's got to be pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the one who's teaching him all these languages. So cool. he's more like a book dude. Yeah. And other grandpa's <laughs> like, I'm going to teach you about the human body and the science. He probably is teaching him math. People can't teach you language and math. That's got to be two different grandparents. It's impossible. <laughs> you only get a B in <laughs> uh, liberal arts or mathematics science. Very rare. You can't do both. Very Your brain won't both. do it. It's very hard. <laughs> That's why I can't do math. Or you end up being, like, really weird. Yeah. It, and, like, not really fitting in with anyone. It does weird things to you. <laughs> to your brain. It was never meant to be in one brain. Um, and also, his, since his grandfather is Jewish, uh, they have a tradition of um, astrology and, like, celestial science. Mm-hmm. And so his grandfather teaches him about that, too. Uh, which is, I think, what people think is the connection for him later when he's doing, like, all of his works on astrology and things. Like, that's why he's into it. Sure. Which is nice, because then it's like, it was a bonding time with your grandpa, <laughs> and it's, like, about your heritage and stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people think that Nostradamus was like, I'm going to predict all these amazing things that happen and be so cool. And I'm like, I really right. don't think that he was thinking that. Like like you were saying, like, you don't like him because of the how people treat him now. Right. But it's like, at the time, he's just like, oh, this is some cool stuff. I didn't right. know any of this. I want to check it out. He's just being a curious boy. Uh, I've been made into a super boy. <laughs> and I super want Super genius boy. And it makes me think of happy time with my granddad. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm going to like study it and write, maybe write a book about it. It was the only time they held me in their arms. <laughs> and I'm assuming too, like, part of the reason, like, you know, one of the reasons that we like associate so many things specifically with him is just because he wrote it down and published books. Right. And like, true. part of the reason he published books was probably just because he knew these languages and could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's smart enough that he can write and can translate it even probably himself. And so then it's, like, accessible. And so it stays alive. Because it got smarty grandpas. I love that his dad, like, it doesn't have his parents at all. It's like, they birthed him. His dad made money. <laughs> but his grandfathers were the kings. And then they forged him into a super <laughs> Iron. <laughs> Iron boy. <laughs> Because um, his dad's too busy making money. He doesn't have time for this retired <laughs> gobbledygook astrology nonsense. Like, I have again? eight more kids. I have to feed a whole family. <laughs> I have nine kids. And the granddads are like, let us borrow Michelle. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll teach him the way. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> Your granddads are so weird. Sure, just take him. <laughs> like, just so I don't have to deal with him right now. Anyway... Um, so that's how he – I have a quote that says, giving Nostradam his first exposure to the idea of the heavens and how they drive human destiny. Whoa. And I'm like, I think he just thinks it's cool. Like, we were, <laughs> like the other day we were yeah. talking about this, like, you – because you have that astrology book that I've been looking at. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to write down, like, the full thing of what it says I'm supposed to be. Right. And you were like, mm, like, you thought I was taking it too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I just find astrology very fun. Yeah. And it's, I, like – Right. It's I want to see what kind of person that is compared to what person I am because obviously it's not going to be the same. Right. So I'm like, who do they think I'm supposed to be exactly? Because mm-hmm. it goes through, like, your individual, like, star map thing. Yeah. So I'm like, who am I? And there's already things where I'm like, yeah. And then other things I'm like, uh-uh, not even close. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, because some people uh, live and die by what the star chart says. Yeah, no. It's like, really? No, I'm just like, what does it think is happening to me? That's fun. Yeah. Um, and I really feel like Nostradamus, too, is like he's interested in the idea of it. And at the time, it's like, you know, compared to now, astrology is more of an actual science. Right. It's a lot more legit. 
Yeah, and so that he's like, oh, maybe I could make some cool discoveries. Maybe I can like learn some interesting things, you know. And like that's why it is right. Like unearthing a new like way to use the science that people haven't thought of before. Yeah, and he's like got a really good education about it. So it's like, yeah, if anyone can do it, probably you. Like, you've got the time and ability and the, like, people to teach you. And Great. these, like, hyper granddads that are like, do it. We're going to make you perfect. You must go into eternity. <laughs> I love how much we're talking about his grandpas when they're only at the very <laughs> beginning of this. I mean, I just, like, picture them like helicopter shadow grandpas. Yeah. They're like... Do it. I love it. Be the best. Um, so according to legend, so, Whoa. you know, every sentence that starts that way is good for uh, history. History. <laughs> A history podcast. According yeah. to legend. According to legend. <laughs> um, Nostradamus was interested in the apocalyptic prophecies in the Book of Revelation as well as the Kabbalah, which is the mystical brand of Judaism. I mean, everyone is. Well, and of course. Yeah. Like, especially when you're doing, like astrology and stuff like the most mystical part of the bible is the book of revelations uh, or revelation sorry and um you know like even i'm like not super into islam but i remember learning about sufi islam and i was like ooh fun like we're going to spin in circles and like we're doing a lot of music and dancing and like the mystical version of religions is always the best one All right they have the best like fun and games and like the the most to like think about mm-hmm. you know um, oh, not to say I'm not like I don't want to say I'm not into Islam. <laughs> like it is interesting, but like all, like I say the same with like Judaism. It's like Kabbalah is way more interesting because it's yeah. just like there's so much more like esoteric metaphysical attitudes mm-hmm. that are exciting. It's like oh golems and stuff. Ooh, tell me about magic. <laughs> Ooh, I'm into <laughs> right. magic. I just want magic to be real. Yeah, like secretly we all just like want magic to be real. So every time people are like magical thing, I'm like ooh, tell me ooh, more. Tell me about your potions, please. Tell me of your emotion. So at the age of 14, uh, Nostradam goes to the University of Avignon. 14. For 14. To study medicine. Also, I love Avignon. 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 Mm-hmm. It's nice. To become a doctor. And uh, he's forced to leave after only a year, though. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of anything he did. His voice cracked. Um, no. They're like, get out. <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, no, because there's an outbreak of bubonic plague in Avignon. How embarrassing. So everybody got to go. <laughs> so embarrassing for you. <laughs> Ooh, you died of plague. That's so embarrassing. Um, they at the time called it Le Chabon, uh, which is coal or carbon because of the black sores that victims had on their bodies. Yeah, like when all of your blood vessels suddenly burst under your skin and your it turns black. And you're like, coal. I'm like, uh-oh, that person's made of coal. <laughs> you're made of coal. <laughs> I should go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Um, and according to his own account of a quote that says he traveled throughout the countryside during this time researching herbal remedies and working as an apothecary. Just imagining that first, like when you're, you know, in college, you're just mm-hmm. like bebopping around. A 14-year-old <laughs> chilling. 14-year-old hanging out in the commons and suddenly like someone's like, oh, I have the plague. And everybody's like, bye. Oh, dang it. And specifically because you're at like a college to study medicine, you're like, later, <laughs> it's not good. 
I already know that's bad. Mm, I learned about this one. (laughs) I've only been in school for a year, but I know I got to (laughs) go. I know that one's bad. They're like, okay, school's over. I also like that it says, according to his own writings, like he's lying. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think so. According to his diary. Yeah, he's really holed up in a cave, terrified, but he's (laughs) pretending like he's helping people. (laughs) Right. He's like, he's writing in his journal in his dorm room because everyone in his class has died. Right. (laughs) So that's, uh, he was born in 1503, so that's 1517 when he goes to school. And um, by 1522... So in between those times, he's, like, roaming around apothecarying. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 1522, he enters the University of Montpelier um, to continue his doctorate in medicine. Okay. So he just switches universities, which is oh, fair. How easy it is. <laughs> yep, just hop right over there. Man, thinking about how hard it is to transfer credits today, I'm like... <laughs> You lucky pig. I mean, he only had to wait five years, and then he could switch. Everyone died. (laughs) And now they're like, please, someone study medicine. Can we? All of our doctors died. Can you do anything? For the love of everyone, please. 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 Um, He would eventually also teach university for three years, um, but uh, since he left when his radical ideas about disease were criticized. Oh, what were his ideas? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I do now. Okay. <laughs> Why would you lie? What it was funny. What a weird thing to lie about. Um, he would sometimes express uh, dissension with the Catholic priest teachings. Um, and they, because they weren't into him being into astrology. They were like, that's stupid. Mm. And he was like, you're stupid. Catholic- Catholicism's stupid. Uh-oh. That's, That's not the correct response, Jew. Although, well, he's he's got a Latin name now, or like a <laughs> French name. Okay. His that... grandpa's Catholic, so he's Catholic. Uh, yeah. They don't know he's Jewish. Uh, I, I don't mean... think it's real obvious. But... Okay, so still should be like, you're an idiot, Catholic no. Church. Well, and there's, uh, I had quotes that said that that didn't happen, that he had a really good relationship with the Catholic Church. But I was also like, you can have a good relationship up until they're questioning you and then be like, hey, you're being a jerk. I don't like you. Yeah. It it only takes once. Yeah. So that's that's my, like, guess is that he generally has a good attitude and they do like him, but they're like, gosh, he's with all this stupid astrology stuff. And then he's like, you're stupid. And then they're like, you are fired. (laughs) Uh, I think I have to fire you. <laughs> Goodbye. You're mean. Um, but other ones also said that he was kicked out because of his previous experience as an apothecary. So they were, like, not into the fact that he was practicing medicine when he didn't have a degree. Okay. Which is, like, maybe. But, like, I don't—during plague time, that seems like a pretty mean thing to do. <laughs> right. You were trying to medicine? Um. Yeah, I have a quote that says, The school took a dim view of anyone who was involved in what was considered a manual trade. Okay. So if you're, like, doing it as a, you know. Like a, in a, in the capacity like a woman would. Yeah, or like in an experimental way yeah. instead of the learned way, then you suck and we hate you. Goodbye. I, I guess I can see the... Um, the uh, use of that, I suppose, or trying to... Not encourage people to go out and just uh, exper- do medicine. Experiment on the peasantry. That's fair. Uh, it's like, 
don't, like, go out and just test stuff on people. Right. But the established stuff at the time isn't actually that effective, we know now. <laughs> right. And, like, they could really use some proper experimentation. That would actually help. Could. It's like, how do you uh, sift out the people that are doing it because they're psychopaths right. and the ones that are doing it because they really like medicine? I mean, we still can't do that. We still, we still don't can't. know anything about what there, doctors' motives are. There are a lot of that profession inspires quite a There's lot There's a reason they have a high rate of sociopaths, yeah. especially in, like, surgery. Surgery, yeah. Yep. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they kick him out. They're like, no. Get out. And I'm like, and, and not like, he already has his degree. They're kicking him out from being a teacher, which oh. is like, whatever. Whatever. Um, but then I have other, like I said, there's other sources that say he wasn't expelled. He received his license to practice. And I'm like, yeah, they said he was expelled afterwards. So it's confusing. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's at this time where he changes his name from being Nostradamus to Nostradamus. Right? Because that's the, that's the trend. Latinize yeah. your name. You gotta sound important. Right. And he's like, usually that annoys me, but he changes his name so little that I'm just like, okay. Right. Because most people pick a whole new name. That's why it's like, stop it. That's clearly not your name. Yeah, we know that's not your name. You're not the Pope. Yeah, we have your actual proper birth name, (laughs) and then you just changed it totally. He just put a U.S. at the end of his name. I'm Paracelsus. Right. That's not even close to your name. Formerly known as Ted. Like Heinrich something. It's like, <laughs> shut up. No, you're not. Don't pretend. Your your name's Henry. Right. And it's like Nostradamus didn't even like technically pick that name either. It's like kind of his grandfather did because he's the one who changed their name in the first place. Yeah. So it's like I double can't be mad at him. It's like, no, you barely changed your name and like someone else picked it. So like, well. Yeah. You were just like, it's close to my name. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the most humble form of that I've ever seen. Right. Good for you. Um, so he travels for years around France and Italy, treating victims of the plague, just like hanging out, running around. Just chilling. Having a good time. Um, and, you know, at the time, th- there's no remedy. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going on or how about, to fix it. They don't know about germs. Um, and most doctors are relying on mercury. Fun. Bloodletting. Sure. And dressing patients in garlic-soaked robes. Why not? Sure. Smells, can't hurt. Can't smell worse than <laughs> a dying body. It probably smell, makes you smell a little better. <laughs> you smell more like a spaghetti and not like a dying man. Right. But Nostradamus is smart boy. And mm-hmm. so instead of doing that, he's mostly trying to get them to be clean, like practice good hygiene, mm-hmm. and encouraging that they remove the corpses from the city streets. Good. He's like, maybe the dead corpses that have the disease aren't helping other people not get the disease. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, Probably. The, the, <laughs> the issue with that happens when it's like there's no one left to move them. Right. Eventually. <laughs> Unfortunately. Bring out your dead. <laughs> and it's like... There's more dead bodies than there are living. And, and you're like, just can't. burn the city down. It's over. <sighs> we got to start over. This, this city's canceled. This one's bad. Um, he also becomes known for creating a rose pill, which is an herbal lozenge made of rose hips. That sounds lovely. Um, that provides relief for patients with mild cases of the plague. I want one right now. <laughs> uh, it's very rich in vitamin C, Haley. I, so. I know. It sounds amazing. Yeah. It's a nice time. I, like, instead of those nasty lozenges by, like, halls or whatever. Yeah, that they're all, like, like, fake cherry. Ugh. Give me rose lozenge. Need some rose hip. Why hasn't, like, <laughs> Etsy done this? Right, where's the herbal rose hip lozenges? Maybe they exist. Maybe you just haven't looked for them before. That's true. I've never been 
inspired to get do that so. Nostradamus cure. But like you'll never get a mild plague. <laughs> everything is like rose and rose gold mm-hmm. and like fancy right. herbal witchcraft on the web right and now. Tumblr. Yeah. I'm like, where's my rose hip lozenge? Give it to me. Hey yo, when I was sick, where was my rose hip? Right. And like people make uh, tea out of rose hip, so just be like sucking on a like tea lozenge, basically. Yeah. That's a uh, survival technique, especially in the northern countries, Mm. because you have, like, wild rose hips, and you can make into teas. Right, yeah. In in one of my survival games, you're in Canada, and they have rose hip that you can uh, Mm -hmm. harvest. I have—I got a soup. I believe it's a sweet soup. Mm -hmm. It's like a sweet soup, which is a little weird. That's weird. But it's a rose hip soup, because I heard—I was watching my Swedish boy play games. Yeah. He's like, oh, is that like the rose hips in the soup? I'm like, you have a soup made of rose You have a soup? I have to try it. And, Mm. of course, Seattle has, like, everything Swedish and Norwegian. Sure do. So we should try that. Yeah. We should try our weird sweet rose soup. I also, uh, I was just reading about, like, I was looking for a new um, face night cream. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like, this one has cloudberry extract. And I was like, (laughs) I'm sorry. We're just making up berries. And so then I looked it up, and I was like, I want to eat a cloudberry. And they're from... um, uh, like Norway, Sweden, Finland. They sound beautiful. They don't make they? they make like jam and stuff out of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, we should find some cloudberry too. We oh, just should yeah. do an episode about like Scandinavia or Fennoscandia and just eat that while we're doing it. Just like go to a like a Scandinavian market and just buy whatever looks weird. Yeah, whatever's the strangest words they could put together. Cloudberry sold. Cloudberry. It sounds like some Final Fantasy food. It does, and I want it. What? It's supposed to be very tart. Well, I mean, it's a berry. That's fine. I like sure. tart things. Anyway. <laughs> Nostradamus. Nostradamus. <laughs> so he's got rosehip lozenges, and he's cleaning up people and moving dead bodies. Yeah. So he's just being a really smart boy. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh. oh. <laughs> I liked when we put garlic on them. Yeah. It was more fun. <laughs> it was more fun. Um and his cure rate, uh, they say, comparatively to other people and what they're doing and how they're writing down, like, keeping track, is impressive, you know? Because I'm like, yeah, because he's doing things that help. Right. Uh, he's apparently also telling them to eat low-fat diets. I don't know how that helps, but uh, apparently yeah, it does. Whatever. And um, getting them out in the fresh air. <laughs> sure. It's like, oh, maybe if you're not in all the diseased air, it will help a little bit. Maybe if you're not shut up in this room with all these other diseased people. Which is hilarious because, you know, there's all those times when they're like, you know, if you just go to get some mountain air, your disease will be cured. And you're like, no. But it's also like, yeah, but if you're trapped in a room with a whole bunch of diseased people, it's like maybe you'll get a disease. And, like, the thing about the plague is that it's the fleas, right? Right. So you just need to get away from the bodies. Right. And if you can get them moved out of the street, if you can get away from the people out in the fresh air, and if you can clean yourself so you don't have fleas, hmm. Like, get away from the rats and the fleas and, like, get some air, which is, like, get out of the city, you're Mm going to be way better off. Maybe it'll work. That's why he's nailing it. And so, uh... So he finds himself, like, or he he becomes, like, a celebrity doctor now. And I'm like, of course he does. He can actually cure people. He's like, Dr. Oz. <laughs> Except for way better. Except for, like, way better. <laughs> Except for he's doing it. He's curing the plague. Has Dr. Oz ever cured anyone's plague? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no offense, Dr. Which Oz. is weird because it would be so much easier now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, you have oh. the plague. Here's some medicine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh... 
He's invited to work with the leading scholar of the time, oh. Julius Caesar Scalgier of Asian. Whoa. Julius Caesar. He's like a fancy dog. In southwestern France. Um, so he goes there, and while he's living there working with like his idol, probably. His Julius Caesar. Yeah. Doctors. He's awesome. He gets married, and he has uh, two children. In the preceding years. Are they daughters? I picture them being daughters. It doesn't say. Well, so I don't know. Probably daughters. We could just assume they're daughters. <laughs> but in fifteen thirty four his wife and children die of oh, okay. the plague, presumably. Yeah. Um brought, while, his, brought his work home. Well, he's on a mission, a medical mission in Italy, so I think he takes uh, them with him. Oh no. And then they get the plague while they're there. His in laws sue him for the return of his wife's dowry. Uh okay. Because she died. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't feel, like, super fair. Yeah. Especially because they, like, were married for years and had children. I feel like then you don't get it back anymore. Right. It's like Amazon gives you 90 days. It's like, that's way more than that time, you know? And, like— Maybe you get, like, a year or if we haven't had sex or whatever, but, like, like I had two kids. If it wasn't consummated, that might be one thing. Right. But they've had children. Like, they had multiple children. Right. So, clearly, they were properly married. So, no. So, no. But um, they do anyway. And um, I don't know if they get it or not. I just know that they tried to sue him. Right. But this causes, like, a huge problem for him as far as being a doctor because a whole bunch of people are like, look, he can't even save his own family. Oh, that's Which sad. is so mean. That's so Like, mean. already his wife and children have died, and you're like, he's a terrible doctor. He couldn't even save his family. And it's like, yeah, don't you think he's the most sad about that out of everyone? Right. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and including his work with uh, Julius Caesar, who's not interested in working with him anymore because now everybody thinks he's a piece of garbage. That's so stupid. Cool. Like, being related to him has anything to do with, like, how capable you are. Yeah. Losing your family means losing your entire career and also your mm. family. Right. So awesome. Mm. Really nice. Huh, I guess you shouldn't be a doctor because <sighs> you couldn't save them. He's like, oh. Uh, I guess you're right. (laughs) I guess so. Bye. In uh, 1538, an offhand remark about a religious statue results in charges of heresy against him, apparently. Oh, gosh. I wonder what he said. But heresy at the time carries um, a death sentence, potentially. What what is heresy? Uh, I actually have it in parentheses. It tells you what heresy is. Uh Opinions that are against church teachings. Okay. Just anything. So what's the difference between blaspheming and heresy? I think blasphemy is when, like, you're saying that, like, God isn't real or it's all bad and terrible. Like, when you're insulting things. Okay. And I think heresy is just when you're claiming that teachings aren't true. Okay. But you're not necessarily being, like, negative. You're just like, I don't think that, like, if you were, like... People say that God doesn't have a physical body. I think he does, that that would be heresy. Sure. But if you were like, God's fake, then that's blasphemy. Okay. Sure. It's like more aggressive, I guess. I don't mm. actually know, though. That would be my assumption just based on, like, the connotation of the words. Sure. Because I feel like heresy is not as um, bad. <laughs> but I don't know. It could be like a manslaughter murder thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, but so he's ordered to pe- appear before the church inquisition. Um, but instead, he moves. <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> you know, in Europe, you can just leave. 
Man. They can't find you. Don't you kind of miss the old days sometimes? <laughs> I mean, no, because then murderers could just move. It's bad. Yeah, but then, like, when the church is like, you need to be murdered for saying what up to a statue, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to move. <laughs> I'm just going to move. Um, so he spends years traveling through Italy, Greece, and Turkey. So he just doesn't go to France anymore. Okay. For a whip. For a little bit. Uh, and during the travels, he uh, discovers ancient mystery schools. Like Hogwarts? <laughs> well, no, he's not in uh, Scotland. He's not in Scotland? Yeah, so he, he can't find Hogwarts. He could have taken like a... Like a port key. But I have a quote that said, Is it believed that Nostradamus experienced a psychic awakening? Oh. Hmm. Mushrooms. But when I read this, the sentence that had ancient mystery schools in it, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me more about what exactly you what mean. What is an ancient mystery school, please? No. Mystery cults. Um, and so I have a quote to read to you. Or it's long. But... um. This was I found this on a website that's about mystery schools currently. <laughs> Mysteryschools.com. By definition, a mystery school is a group of initiative or initiates who have dedicated themselves to preserving, protecting, and perpetuating the mystery teachings. That's it's okay. Throughout the ages, the mystery schools have hidden in plain sight. They have built magnificent temples all over the world and provided services both to the public and behind closed doors for only those who have ears or eyes to see and those who have ears to hear. Oh, my God. Okay. The initiates are those who are known as the guardians, the protectors, the light bearers, the teachers, the healers, the record keepers, the magicians, the watchers, among many other names. So it's like a fancy LARP club? It's nothing. (laughs) It It, means nothing. It's a lot of words that mean nothing. Yeah. I also find that interesting that they said uh, eyes to see and ears to hear because that's um, from the Bible. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Well, the thing it makes me think of is like ev- most religions or at least uh, like they have at some point you'll get to like a point where you'll learn the mysteries oh, yeah. of that religion. Like Scientology. <laughs> right. Exactly like that. Like if you like worship – Dionysus, eventually yeah. you'll get into the inner sanctum and right. learn the secrets. Right. Uh, it's like, is it like that? But like all of them, it's just like people right. in power in religions like to have super secret cult parts. It's, yeah, it's like, um, same with like Freemasons yeah. and like all that nonsense. It's just like whatever. Whatever. They pretend like they have some like special <laughs> knowledge. It sounds a lot like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But then you like go to the meetings and it's a bunch of like old dudes at the Elks Lodge just like drinking right. beer and taking notes. You're just like, whatever. This isn't cool. Yeah. You just like made it sound cool. You know what? The internet can tell me everything I want to know. Right. Anyway, also, so. they still have schools? Do they? I don't think so. They have a website. Do they, though? But so apparently he's doing some secret society stuff, which, like, of course he is. Mm-hmm. He's all into astrolog- astrology and, like, mysticism, and that's a big deal at the time. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. He's, like, all about give me all the fancy secret knowledge. Right. Back then, it's—I understand it more because back then yes. it's like it could be real. Yeah. It's probably real. You think, like, think it's real. Mm-hmm. It's just very normal, like, yeah. for scholarly people to do that kind of thing, especially people who are into, like— 
like alchemy or astrology or whatever. Mm-hmm. So while he's in Italy, he um, people. So this is a claim people have made that he does this after his psychic awakening. We don't. I don't know if this is true. Some of my sources were like, "That's not true at all," and I'm like, "How do you? How do you know?" <laughs> It's so far back. How can you know? How can you know? But anyway, so he apparently while he's in Italy, he like comes upon a group of Franciscan monks and he points to one of them and says, you're going to be Pope. Which like, why not? (laughs) I mean, that's just fun to do in general. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that. (laughs) Essentially like, I just imagine them like getting into a physical brawl. Just you're over gonna be, it. You're going to be Pope. Not you or you, but this guy in the middle, he's going to be Pope. I mean, and if you do it enough, yeah. eventually it'll be right. Yeah. Uh, and just like it, what it doesn't say is like how many times he did that and they didn't become Pope. Right. Um, but Felice Peretti was the man he pointed at and he would become Pope Sixtus V in 1585. Sixtus the fifth. <laughs> Pope Sixtus the Fifth. <laughs> I hate it. I know it's really evil. <laughs> He's the most evil pope, just for his name. I hate this monk, Pope Sixtus the Fifth. Sixtus the no Sixtus Sixtus. That's better. Yeah, S I X T U S Sixtus the Fifth. Sixtus Five. Gosh dang it! He sounds like. A spaceman. Go to hell. Like he's like a <laughs> he sounds like he's on Star Trek. Sixtus the fifth. Sixtus five. Like he uh, sounds like a planet. Can we call him Sixtus five? Uh, we're never gonna talk about him again, but I'm sure. gonna talk about him forever. <laughs> Sixtus five. I hate him. So anyway, eventually Nostradamus is like, I think things have cooled down. I'm gonna go back to France. I've named this terrible Pope. Everyone has forgotten me. <laughs> Everyone's forgiven. And so he goes back and he starts treating plague victims again because the plague still be happening. Oh, yeah. It's going to be happening for a while. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go help people. And then he settles in his new home, which is the Salon des Provences, uh, which province is where he was before when they were, like, bad. And so he just moves back. Um, and he marries a rich widow named Anne uh, Ponsardet. Oh, Ponsard. Like... What what did he learn in the mystery schools? He learned that guy was gonna be pope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got for your course in mystery school. <laughs> we don't know. That it's a mystery, Haley. That's so bogus. <laughs> but so they have six children: three boys and three girls. Who boy? Nice and even. Wow. Um, so he publishes a book or multiple books. Um, one of which is a translation of Galen. Uh, the Roman physician. I mean, you gotta. Classic. You gotta. Right. I don't like Galen, but, like, I get it. Um, and his second book is um, The Traite de Fademont, Fademé, uh, which is a medical cookbook for treating plague and preparation of cosmetics. Cool. You want to get over the plague and also look hot? <laughs> you want to look fab? Read my book. <laughs> Read my new book. <laughs> He's like doing a commercial. <laughs> um, he also develops recipes for gourmet food. So he just likes cooking. Too. Wow. You want to be on top? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a fancy boy. And so he starts moving away from medicine and moving into more occult matters. And the culinary arts. Yes. <laughs> which are very culty. Um, it's true. You ever been in a kitchen? It's all like adding stuff to pots and swirling a stick in heated water. And so this is where we get to, like, 
you know, the mystical stuff. Yeah. And this is where I told you already, I think, but um, I have sources, multiple sources, that I have quotes from and, uh, like, a general idea of what was happening. But also there was a podcast that did an episode about why all of this is wrong. Um, Why none of this is true about him at all. And why it's all, like, propaganda from this woman who's, like, a historian who wrote a book about him who's obsessed with him and is saying he did all these things he didn't do. Oh, so, like, none of this even happened. Basically is what they're saying, yeah. Or if it did, it didn't happen the way that most people think it did. And I'm like, okay. So do we not have primary sources? Um, I mean, I was using sources from, like, pretty credible, like, like articles from pretty credible websites that you are using, I assume, primary sources. I didn't double check. Okay. Um, But it's from, like, history.com. And I actually checked for primary sources um, of, like, people who have written I guess not primary source, but uh, like tertiary, or not tertiary, like secondary sources of people who have written books about Nostradamus specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found a lot of them that weren't that woman. Okay. Because he made it sound like all the books you can read about Nostradamus were written about her, which is possible for like people who are less uh, famous. Right. Like in a lot of cases, if you're doing something, yeah, that's more niche, you're going to find like... one or two historians who wrote everything about them. Yeah. So, like, in that way, I'm like, I understand. It can be a problem. It, it is can. a problem occasionally. But a lot of the ones that I checked, like, and looked out for people who have written them, like, recently or people who are, you know, like, I was like, what are the most popular books about Nostradamus? Like, historical books. Yeah. And none of them were her. Right? Like, he's such a popular dude. I can't imagine yeah. that... It's all this one person. And I'm assuming a lot of this is from, like, his own writing. So it's like, I mean, maybe he didn't do it. But, like, mm-hmm. if he says he did it, what am I supposed to believe? Right. Then at least we can talk about him saying that he did. Right. Or it's probably people, like, saying, oh, he does all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it might not be true. But, like, somebody at the time wrote it down. Right. So I have to kind of just believe them. Yeah. Um, and even if it's gossip, it's like, well, take – I mean, everything from this old, take it with a grain of salt always. But anyway, so he starts um, apparently meditating in front of a bowl filled with water and herbs and, like, staring into it for I, a long time. I do that. It's good for the poor. <laughs> but he's looking for secrets oh, about sh- the universe. I should try that. <laughs> you're like, oh, I should add that since I'm already doing it for my pores. <laughs> if you're, when you're under there with the steam and the towel, you're like, yeah. secrets. He's doing it for hours. At nighttime. I mean, that's maybe not so good for the pores. Um, But I have a quote from, uh, you know, that skeptical um, podcast I'm not going to specifically name. Yeah. Um, But you can Google it and find it if you want. Uh, It says he did not use a bowl of water as a magic mirror. (laughs) I was there. When writing prophecies, he used a regular mirror. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's so specific. Why does it matter? Who cares if it was water or a mirror? I don't... Were his pores tight or were they (laughs) bad? Loose. Loose pores. (laughs) Open pores. Could you stick a finger in the pores or were they not (laughs) finger-sized? I don't think anyone has finger-sized pores. (laughs) If you do, you should go to a doctor. That's like your nostril. It's really That's not a pore. Yeah, that's not a pore. (laughs) That's your nostril. (laughs) Uh, But so in 1550, uh, he wrote his first almanac about uh, astrological information and predictions for the coming year. Which is, at the time, pretty normal. 
if it, you're into like astrology and almanacs. It's like it's normal now. Yeah, Al- people still publish the almanac for like farmers. Right. Yeah, I was just gonna say like like Benny Franks does his farmer's almanac. Yeah, like classic. And that's way later. That's like hundreds of years later. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that we don't do it anymore. And so people are like, right. ooh, and he's still popular. Like he, he wrote it down and they got preserved. Right. Like most people who wrote these did not. They, like, they haven't made it to the millennium. There is a 2019 almanac. Like, yeah, of course. But uh, it's like we know it's like I wouldn't like completely trust it. Right. It's, but like lots of people were writing almanacs at the time yeah. and it's just they were not kept well. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have them anymore. But we do have Nostradamuses, which then because just of the lack of information and because he's predicting the future, quotation fingers, right. um, people are like, oh, and it's like, mm-mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, and, and like I said, he's predicting only at this point for the next year. Mm-hmm. He's not doing, like, thousands of years in the future. It's like, right. next year, this will happen. Pretty safe. I'm like, reading the stars. That's what happens next year. Beginner's, like, step of predicting the future. Right. And at the time, like we said, it's super popular, especially for farmers and merchants um, who are, like— and and they'll have, like—it's it's like a zine, you know? It's yeah. like, here's some predictions, here's some weather, um, here's some fun story, local stories. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of stuff. It's like a magazine. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, fun. Yeah. Um, if you've never, like, gotten an almanac, like, if you see them at the checkout aisle or whatever— Yeah. Uh, just get one. It's, yeah, it's check fun. it out. It's fun. They, and they've, they're they mostly the same as they used to be. Mm-hmm. They have not changed a whole lot. No, they don't need to. They're fine. <laughs> you see the <laughs> microphone slowly descending. <laughs> it's too heavy. But so he starts also writing down uh, visions he has, and he incorporates them into his almanacs. Uh-oh. So he starts being like, you know, I have this vision, and I'm going to include it. Just I think mostly just because, like, it's interesting to him. Okay. And he's like, maybe someone will get something out of this. Um, because this is what I saw, like, in a dream or whatever. Yeah. Um, which, like, 100%, <laughs> you know, with, like, it's super boring to hear other people talk about their dreams usually because it's all visual. So, like, they mm-hmm. can see it in their brain and you don't – it's just like, and then I went to space. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, but, like, everyone wants to talk about their dreams. Yeah. Because it's so, like, exciting and interesting to them. And I like hearing people's dreams because I like trying to interpret their dreams because mm-hmm. I took a <laughs> dream interpretation <laughs> class, which in- sounds so – so stupid. In college. In college. Which sounds so dumb, but it was one of my favorite classes. I think that's the like the the cool version. I don't know the cool version. The new version of like basket weaving <laughs> yeah. classes. It's I, I kind of feel like it's like a mystery school class that they would teach me to unlock like oh, your yeah. dreams. Absolutely. So I'm like, that's what they're learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to mystery school. <laughs> I did. I went to the mystery school. WSU mystery school. <laughs> And so um, I think he just wants to include his dreams because he just thinks they're interesting. So he's just like, hey, I had a dream. This crazy thing happened. (laughs) Yo, in my dream? Yeah. Because it's like while he's staring at water for hours, I'm like, is he staring or did he fall asleep? Or is he like high off his balls? (laughs) Or is he high from his rosehip lozenges? I think he's like super high. (laughs) When people have psychic awakenings like back in the day, it's like they're on something. But so he, he writes that and puts it in his almanac and then people are like really into it. Right, because I'm assuming like a couple people bought it, and then they were like, "Oh, this is fascinating." Because most people do not put their crazy vision dreams, <laughs> right? So they're like, "Whoa!" And so they're, then a whole, so they tell other people to buy, it, and then a whole bunch of people bought it. They're like coked up peyote dreams, and yeah, almanac. and they're like, "This is crazy." <laughs> Have right? you read this? And it's new, so it's exciting. Yeah, you know. 
And so he starts doing that more, like including more of his visions or like, you know, whatever, his dreams into his almanacs because people like it, right? He's trying to make money. Right. He's trying to sell stuff. <laughs> so he's like, people are into it. Cool. Put, put more in. Yeah. Why not? Um, and so then he decides to um, put his energy into that specifically because he, like, he thinks that's why people are more into his almanacs, you know, than other people's. And so he's like, I'm going to make a big book. Of, like, just my prophecies, visions I've seen. Right. Um, and, like, maybe they're all fake. <laughs> like, maybe he never, ever saw a vision ever. But he was like, I got to make that money. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he did. And, like, sure. Good. Yeah. It's all good. Why good not? for you. Whatever. Um, but so he channels them all into a big, um, big volume. And if you read uh, sources about him, a lot of them will tell you it's called Centuries. Okay. Um, Sounds like a terrible perfume. And he says he he planned to write 10 volumes, which would contain 100 predictions forecasting the next 2,000 years. Okay. So, like, 100 things that could happen within the next couple thousand years. Pretty vague. Pretty vague. Um, And so he starts working on that in 1554, and the first seven volumes are published the following year, which is a lot. Okay. <laughs> he published seven volumes of it in one year. <laughs> Whoa. That's, he spent uh, a lot of time looking at water. That's a lot. That's um, a lot of water looking. And then he completes the other ones, but soon after, um, he wouldn't allow them to be published, it says, until after his death. <laughs> They're embarrassing. Those ones, wait. <laughs> um, but once again, from my skeptical podcast man, he says his prophecies were not called the centuries. They were called Le Prophetes de M. Michel Nostradamus. So can't we just check? Like, what's on I'm pretty them. sure they were named that, but I think at some point he said he was going to name them centuries. Mm. And I'm like, I don't, whatever. Okay. Or, like, maybe it's just a different translation. Who cares? Yeah. Does it matter? To him it does. To him it do. <laughs> I'm not trying to crap on him. I'm just saying to me, don't matter. Just seems like such a simple thing to fact well, check. And I have another source that says in 1555 he published Les Prophecies. Mm-hmm. So he does call them that. But I'm like, maybe his plan was to call them centuries, whatever. Or maybe that's a modern thing that mm-hmm. someone just said, and it's wrong. But, like, who cares? Um, but so his collection, he it's, like like I said, long-term predictions <laughs> for hundreds of years. Yikes. In the future, people say that he, like, disguised some of them because he was worried about religious persecution. Mm. I don't think that's true. I think... Uh, they weren't very good predictions. I th- Well, and I think that just, like, he wrote— th- I don't think that, like, the Catholic Church cares if you're writing books about what's going to happen in 2,000 years. Yeah. Especially when it's, like, possibly—like, it's pro- like probably not true. Ooh, well— But maybe. D- is there, like, a date set for, uh, like, the coming of Christ? Like, no. if, if you have somewhere in there that, like, the end days are going to happen and Christ isn't going to be there, I could see them having issue with that. Oh, sure. I don't—almost none of them I don't feel like are religious in any way. Right. They're just, like, destruction, mostly. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, they're so vague. They're very vague, That's which is smart. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, he's so into astrology and modern astrology is so vague. So yeah. that it can work for everyone. It can apply to anything or yeah. anyone. It's like, And I'm can... like, this is like the Nostradamus tradition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make it real vague and you can get whatever you want out if of it. If you make it vague enough, it can apply to literally anything. Check. But it says that he 
rhymed four-line verses with a mixture of other languages like Greek, Italian, Latin, and Provençal, which what? is the southern dialect. <laughs> what a show-off. Southern French dialect. I don't think that's true, though. Oh, yeah. I don't think they rhyme. <laughs> like, oh. I, I know they don't rhyme when they're translated into English, but I don't even think they rhyme how they were written down. So I'm like, hmm. I don't. I mean, maybe. maybe. Maybe in some translations of it they rhyme. I don't know. But, that, like, that's the thing, too. It's, like, it's been so, like, it's translated so much because people want to mm. know what it says that I'm, like, I only have them in English and I don't know. Oh, maybe they rhyme, like, in their original, like. Yeah, language. maybe they rhyme with the mm. one line being Greek and the one line being Latin and the one line being Provençal. But I'm, like, I feel like you would be hard-pressed to be able to actually find it that way mm-hmm. if that's true. But who cares? And then I have another quote that says that he had a good relationship with the Catholic Church and he never had heresy problems, which, like, I mean, he, I, I'm like, he didn't technically have a heresy problem because he moved. <laughs> but, like, can't have a problem if you flee the cops. <laughs> but, um, like I said, nothing else implies that he had a bad relationship with them uh-huh. besides that they were just, like, kind of being rude to him. Right. It doesn't seem like he's actually that active with them. He's no, not- he's not, like, protesting. Yeah. And they're not, like, putting him in jail like Galileo or anything. It's just, like, whatever. Yeah. They're just, like, hey, don't. And he's, like, bye. <laughs> bye. And then he comes back and they're, like, eh. eh um, probably because they don't even have, like, the same bishops anymore. <laughs> so they're, like, I don't care. We don't care. No. Because it's been, like, seven years or something. Some people thought he was a servant of the devil because they always do. You know. Um, and other people thought he was fake or insane. And I'm, like, eh. Fair. Maybe. They've thought that of for lesser things at the time. Right. But because of these predictions and because he was a good doctor, he becomes really popular with, like, you know, European royalty. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Because, duh. I don't want to, like, be that person, but can you imagine if he was a lady? Mm. Like, he'd be burned so fast. (laughs) It's true. But, no, he's, like... He's like the early, nicer version of Rasputin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all the roles are like, fascinating. Ooh, cool. Tell me how to do my thing, you nasty, dirty man. Right. But he's like, likable and mm-hmm. nice and not evil. Uh, but so uh, he specifically is in high demand um, with Catherine de' Medici, who is the wife of uh, Henry II of France, or Henri. Careful, Catherine. Um and she's one of Nostradamus's greatest admirers. Hmm. Watch yourself, girl. She, um, <laughs> I have a quote from me that says, you better believe. <laughs> from me. From me. It says, you better believe he's all up in rain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's all over it. Is he in rain? Oh, yeah. Okay. It actually upsets me a little bit because there's a part of rain that we're, I, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, because it has a Nostradamus has to do with Nostradamus. Okay, but in Rain on the show, Nostradamus, uh, King Henry, um, dies. He gets javelin in the head. Um, and in real life, um, Nostradamus like predicted this. Mm-hmm. And of all of his predictions, that one is the I feel like the most detailed. That I'm like, mm, kind of. Pretty, yeah. Like, I can see why people would be like, this is exactly that. And I'm like, yes. Um, comparatively to most of the ones who are like, this is about Princess Diana dying. And I'm like, is it? Is it though? <laughs> but um, in real life, uh, when that happened, it was he was like, you should watch out for the javelins. And then the king was like, I don't care. And then got speared in the head. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the doctor who treats him in real life is Ambrose Paré. 
Mm. And so it upsets me a little bit on the show yeah. because they don't have Ambrose Paré. They have Nostradamus do it. And oh, while I get it, he's yeah. my favorite boy. So I'm like, don't do this to me. He should be here. Yeah. Because he's the... Um, I can't remember. He's royal medicine. He's boy? the surgeon of the king. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is in French. Um, it's like surgeon uh, du roi, but it's not surgeon. I don't know what the first word is, but du roi is ki- of king. Um, but he's the surgeon of the king for three kings because they die really fast. Mm-hmm. Because it's Henry who gets hit in the face with a javelin, <laughs> and then it's uh, Francis who has an ear infection and dies. And then the third boy, I don't remember, but he doesn't live very long either. That'd be a really fun jingle if you put them all together. (laughs) Javelin and (laughs) ear infection. First one got hit with a javelin. (laughs) Second one had an ear infection. Third one, I forgot how he died. (laughs) Ambrose Paré, still the surgeon. (laughs) So good at keeping kings alive. Whoops. I mean, none of those are his fault. I mean, they're all medical stuff, and he's the surgeon. I mean, one of them had something in his brain. He couldn't. He couldn't do nothing about it at that point. You could live. He'll just be really weird. No, he. I don't think he could have lived for that. Um, one. And the ear infection thing, like he was already so sickly as a mm. child, and I don't think they even knew what was wrong with him, or like oh. were able to figure out what was wrong with him. It is the 1500s. True. They don't know. They get an ear infection and just pass out. And they just and die. Really, they just die. <laughs> so. I know, like, Whoops. oh, gosh, how many ear infections have I had in my life? Oh, like, yeah, I've had a butt ton. Right. I remember one time I had an earwig in my ear. Is that like a small insect? Yeah. I don't want to be in the room with you anymore. <laughs> They're specifically called earwigs because they like to go in your ears. That's disgusting. It's really gross. <laughs> but anyway. I hate this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's on Rain. Because Catherine de Medici is obsessed with him. And I think that he's the guy who, um, when she first gets married to Henry, it takes her 10 years to get pregnant. Ooh, yikes. So she has the same <laughs> issue yeah. uh, that the Romanovs had when they call. Well, not the same problem, but they're still having, like, kid issues. Yes. Um, they're having problems having the babies. And, yeah, she and she's worried, obviously, um, that she's, like, barren, potentially. I mean, that she's useless. Yes. And, like, kill her. Yeah. Um, and I'm honestly amazed that they waited 10 years to even do anything. But it's because she's from the Medicis in she's Italy. She's, like, super rich. And they really needed money. Yeah. And that's why they married. he married her in the first place. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it would have been smarter to marry, like, more politically. Yeah. Um, but they needed money. So. Or, like... Even just, like, get a mistress. Get someone else who can... Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had mistresses, too. But you got to have those legitimate babies. Yeah. Those stupid babies. (laughs) And so, uh, but she, you know, after a while is like, this is bad news. i got to do something about this. And I think that's when she first summons Nostradamus to court. And she's like, hey, could do you have any remedy for this? And he starts her on some sort of, like, medical something. Um, <laughs> Let me show you the rose lozenges. Yeah, he gives her some rose lozenges. And then uh, all of a sudden she can have babies. So he's, he's like, I got a ton of kids. Let me show you how it does. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you the – yeah, it's like a – like masters of sex, where they're like trying to find the like the best way to <laughs> yeah. scientifically have sex. He's like, "This is how you do it mm-hmm. to make the babies happen." And then she's like, "Check." And then eventually, I think she ends up having like eight kids. So she ends up having a lot of kids. It works. Yeah, Nostradamus method works. Nailed it, literally. <laughs> Nailed her. <laughs> yeah, wink. I don't know. 
And, and like, there's obviously rumors about them, like, hooking up, her and Nostradamus. I have no reason to actually think that's true. Like, that just sounds like normal gossip of anyone who's, like, of the opposite sex who you're close to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think she's just kind of obsessed with him after that because he actually solved her problem. Right. And it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so that she's like, okay, uh tell me everything that's going to happen because then he also does all these predictions so now she believes him Mm -hmm. because she's like well but he actually fixed my problem and I'm like that's because he's a doctor (laughs) not because he's like a mystical future (laughs) science boy not because he's a fancy space science man (laughs) not because he's a wizard (laughs) it also says that he hinted at threats to her family in Mm -hmm. his uh, predictions and so then she was like hey talk to me about that yeah what's going to happen to my family of course Yes. You're the French queen, of course. Uh, Yeah. Of course. Um, So in 1556, he he expands uh, or he explains another prophecy, which is supposed to be about King Henry, Um, which I will read to you now. Oh, and so his predictions are supposed to be for the next 2,000 years, which would be through the year uh, or 2,000 plus years, I guess, which he, he said they go until 3797. So, good for you. Uh, But the prophecy that he said was about King Henry is, The young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eye through a golden cage. Two wounds make one, and he dies a cruel death. Okay. And so what happened, uh, and I guess also other ones say that he specifically told Henry to not do uh, jousting duels. Uh, that doesn't say that, obviously, in the prophecy, mm-hmm. but it says the young lion overcomes the old one. The guy who kills him is younger than him. Um, and it says lion, and their crest is a lion. Um, on the field of combat in a single battle, technically they're not, like, I guess in proper combat, but, like, it's supposed to simulate combat. It's a field of combat. Yeah. They are battling. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, and this is kind of, at the time, what kings are doing to kind of show that they're cool because they don't want to go on actual combat because they'll die. Yeah. So they don't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> They're not bred for it anymore. No. So this is th- this is the closest he's going to get to combat. Um, he will be he will pierce his eye through a golden cage. I think he's wearing a golden helmet, and it goes through his helmet and hits him in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, two wounds made one. I don't know what that means. Um, and he dies a cruel death. Yeah, he dies in like a week afterwards. And yeah, that's and so Nostradamus tells him that, and then three years later that happens to him. So. It's also, like, a good chunk of time beforehand. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you know he has some sort of jousting battle coming up, you could be like, I'm going to write a thing real quick and then be like, maybe don't go. <laughs> and then hope that that happens or mm-hmm. something. But it is a while before. And he's like, mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, and, yeah, he dies when he's 41. Lance pierced his visor, hit him in the brain. Um, and he, oh, he lives for 10 agonizing days, it says, before finally dying oh, dear. of infection. <laughs> Brain infection. <laughs> Great. Through your eyeball. Oh, and the the two becomes one. Uh, I guess the joust match was to celebrate a marriage. When two become one. Exactly. Uh, and like I said, his doctor was Ambrose Barre. <laughs> Who is like, ooh, this is pretty rough. <laughs> Turns to Nostradamus, did you do this? Ooh, this is terrible. I don't think I can do that. Um, oh, I can see his brain. Oh, no. So now, because 
he's dead. Catherine de' Medici, <laughs> who's obsessed with Nostradamus, is um, the queen regent. Oh, convenient. Um, and she visits him in a salon during her royal tour of 1564. Because he, I guess, leaves her after that point and, like, goes to do other stuff. But then she's like, wow, his prediction was real true. So then she's like, hey, buddy, you want to come back to me? You want to come back? You want to hang out with me at the, at the, you know, castle and tell me stuff? He's like, oh, come, come, my lady, come, come, my lady. <laughs> You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. baby. Um, <laughs> and he, again, tells her that all four of her sons would become kings. <laughs> Which is actually not a good thing to hear, because mm-hmm. that means they're all going to die. <laughs> right. Like the one of your kings can or sons can only become king if your previous son dies. Right. So, um, whoops. Oh. Um, and that's true. <laughs> they do all become king because they all die real young. Which sucks because she had so many spares. How old? She had four boys. <laughs> four. After she couldn't have kids at all. Were they idiots? Um, most of them were just like sickly. Because oh. I think of, like, inbreeding from the king. Because that's the interesting thing, too, because yeah. she's from outside. Yeah. The usual pool. So you think it'd be better, but he's already ruined it so much. I mean, much. it's better than if he married his cousin, but it's still yeah. bad. Well, and he also, like, was supposed to possibly have syphilis or he was, like, insane oh before this happened. So not the best. I mean, that's probably part of why she couldn't get pregnant. It's just, like, his sperm is bad. Probably. You shouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> you don't with want that. it in you. You don't want that. Mm. Oh, and so and Nostradamus claims that he's able to predict these things because he understands astrology. Mm-hmm. So, like, sure. The stars uh, are in position. Oh, lots of people think that his prophecies are just paraphrasing of the uh, Book of Revelation. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> which mean, is like sure, sure. I mean, why not? When you like know a text really well, you tend to like. Mimic the style that you know. Yeah, and people also say that a lot of his stuff sounds like um, Plutarch. Plutarch? Plutarch. Plutarch. I don't know how to say it. I've only read his name. I've never said it out loud. (laughs) Plutarch. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if he's also, once again, if he's reading a lot of it, then yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. Um, He's criticized by professional astrologers today. Ah, cute. For incompetence. Uh, how? And assuming that comparative horoscopy, which is the comparison of future planetary <laughs> configurations. With when uh, when you have to clean out your intestines and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the comparison of future planetary configurations with those accompanying known past events um, that uh, that could predict the future. I love that. I mean, because criticizing someone's past performance suggests that there's criteria yeah. uh, of quality. And that there's, you can prove it that he did it wrong. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry if this is like, what? Uh, I don't know, like insulting to anyone who's listening. We're not trying to insult you if you're into astrology. Like I said uh, earlier, I like it. It's fun. But like pretending, but claiming that he's doing it wrong because there's like a right way. Yeah, is just it seems kind of nonsensical to me. Yeah. Cuz kind of the point isn't it supposed to be like you use that as a guide and then you kind of like go your way or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, maybe he's using specific things. And we also don't know that he's actually doing that. Like that's what he says he's doing, but he also could just be making stuff up. Right. <laughs> he's just trying to make that money, guys. 
Remember when he got sued and they took all his money after his wife died? He just yeah. wants to make sure he has money. <laughs> he just needs to get money. It's you a guy. bad time. He just wants money. Make that cheddar. <laughs> He's just trying to make the cheese. So Nostradamus suffers from gout and arthritis yeah. when he's an adult, which is like, yeah. Like everyone does. Yeah, literally even basically now everyone yeah. does. Um, and in the last couple of years of his life, he gets a condition that turns into uh, edema or dropsy. I thought you could say a demon. A demon? No, uh, I think it's edema. Edema? I don't know. Or dropsy. Where abnormal <laughs> amounts of fluid accumulate beneath the skin oh, or within dear. cavities of the body. It's it's so much worse than it sounds. Yeah. Dropsy sounds like every now and then you just kind of fall over. It's pretty cute sounding. <laughs> yeah. I got a little dropsy. Got a little dropsy. No, it's pretty bad. Um, and it results in congestive heart failure eventually. Because, yeah. yeah, the fluid builds up in your lungs and then it, like, pushes on your heart and you can't breathe and it stops beating. Fun. Dropsy. <laughs> Dropsy. And then you drop. Dropsy. C. See? And then see. And then you're dead. Um, so in fifteen sixty six, in June, uh, he asks his lawyers, this is before he dies, obviously, he asks his lawyers to draw up an extensive will, leaving much of his estate to his wife and children, which I was like, Of course he did. Sure. Who else would it be to? Um, and on July first, he allegedly told his secretary, Jean de Savigny. Or Cheville. Maybe. That's how you always pronounce it. It's like hesitantly. Cheville. Cheville. Yeah. Um, yeah. You will not find me alive at sunrise, he said. <laughs> You'll have to catch me first. The next morning, he's reportedly dead. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's just him. Like That's just a suicide thing. <laughs> he's uh, Tomorrow, I won't be alive. <laughs> you won't find me alive. <laughs> He just runs away. What? <laughs> You'll have to catch me before you kill me. And then obviously critics are like, oh, he th- he said that this time, and then he didn't die for two weeks or something. And I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. It's not real. That'd be, <laughs> just let the man have his final say. Just let him be. What if he was like that for two weeks, like every night? Just tomorrow. Like, <laughs> tomorrow you won't find me alive. It's like, yes, sir. Right. It's like the thing where... <laughs> When Thomas Jefferson and John Adams die on the same day, mm-hmm. and Adams says, like, um, that Jefferson's still alive and he's not because he doesn't know yet that he already died. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, he outlived me. And it's like, no, he didn't. You're no. wrong. Um, you don't know. Uh, you're wrong. You've been, around, you've been wrong about a lot. No one can predict it, even Nostradamus. Sit down, John. So, sit down, John. I think it was John. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, his popularity, uh, people are like, assuming he's popular because his stuff is really vague. So you can just put whatever you want on it. Yeah, it's just all symbols and shadows and vague shapes so you can put whatever specifics you want on it. Right. That's That's how all, like, horoscopes and tarot and, like, leaf reading and, like, that's how it works. That's why it's fun. Yeah. Come on. Um, And some people think he wasn't... Some scholars think he wasn't writing as a prophet, but he was commenting on events at the time. But he specifically says it's for the future, so I don't mm. think that's true. I wonder if it was like – I mean, I guess it could be like a weird uh, – none of the people mentioned in these prophecies are based on real <laughs> events. Yeah, and he might have been like observing things and then writing them down as if they were going to happen in the future. Mm. So that's possible. Because, you know, history repeats. Odds are it'll come around. Okay, so now I'm going to read you a prophecy. You tell me what historical event it is. Okay. According to people. Uh Uh-huh. The blood of the just will commit a fault at London. 
burnt through lightning of twenty threes and the six. The ancient lady will fall from her high place. Several of the same sect will be killed. Um, so there was this really famous uh, opera singer who was really bad. <laughs> I forget what her name was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's about her. Uh, no. <laughs> Is it? Um, probably the Blitz. I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you three guesses. Sounds kind of blitzy. No. Really? Earlier. Uh, earlier. Um, significantly earlier. Significantly earlier. But after Nostradamus. So it gives you a good time frame. It's it's after like 1580, but it's before World War II. Uh, something to do with Cornwallis, maybe Civil War times? No. Mm. Uh, apparently it's the London Fire in 1666. Oh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> See, that's how vague it is. <laughs> yeah, you can't know. All of those are good guesses. <laughs> Especially the opera singer. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. From the enslaved populace, songs, chants, and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons. These will, in the future, by headless idiots, be received as divine prayers. Okay. Uh, Say it again. (laughs) What? From the enslaved populace, songs, chants, and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will in the future be headless idiots, be received as divine prayers. Oh, it's the fire festival. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so many documentaries. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, French Revolution? Ding, ding, ding. That's yeah. what people think it is. Which, you know, headless and stuff. Headless Singing. And peasants and lords. And he's French. So, like, there you go. Yeah, whatever. But you got it. Um, the lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle. But by other rumors, he shall be dishonored. What the hell? Pasteur? Did he know about Pasteur? I thought Pasteur was like way later. It does say Pasteur in it. That's weird. Uh, moon landing. No, people think it's about Pasteur. JFK. No, Pasteur. <laughs> <laughs> Rabies cure. Um, but also Pasteur just means pastor. Oh. I mean, of course, you have to assume it's about Louis. <laughs> I mean, it's just Pasteur. That's it. Yeah. That's what people think. Okay, I have two for this one. The two greatest ones of Asia and of Africa, the Rhine and the Lower Danube, they will be said to have come. Cries, tears at Malta and the Linguarian side. Linguarian side? Linguarian. Uh, Here's another one about the same thing. Uh, From the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. Okay. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop, his uh, fame will increase towards the realm of the East. Uh, Frederick the Great. No. <laughs> I mean, it could literally be anyone, but of course it has to be Hitler. Yeah, people think it's Hitler. Yeah. And especially because in the first one, um, I have it as a different translation, mm-hmm. but in the first one he uses the word hister, um, but hister is just Latin for Danube. Sure, it's just like World War. But it's so close to Hitler that people are like, oh, it's Hitler. And I'm like, why would it be be spelled wrong? And also it means something else. Yeah. Whatever. 
Mm. Uh, near the gates and within two cities there will be scourges, the likes of which have never seen. Famine within plague, people put out by steel, crying to the great immortal god for relief. Um, so vague. That one's so vague. That Amazingly vague. Literally be anything. Right. That could be a war. That could be a famine. That could be a plague. That could be anything. Uh, that could be a typhoon. <laughs> I know. That could be like Haiti. That could be one of the tsunamis. Right. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, people think it's about Japan, bombings of Japan. Okay. Because it talks about cities and that it's a scourge of which the likes have never been seen. And I'm like, okay. Sure. That's fair. Um, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. The great man will be struck down in the day <laughs> by a thunderbolt. The great man. The great man. An evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime. Conflicts at Rhymes, London, and a pestilence in Tuscany. Oh, my gosh. People almost entirely ignore the last line. <laughs> you can't uh, do that. <laughs> First of all, I just don't want you to get misled by the actual <laughs> naming of cities. I'm gonna let you know you you have nothing to do with any of those cities. What? According to how most can they be like these are accurate predictions of the future, but ignore certain lines, but ignore the very specifics that actually happen. We are definitely going to cherry pick which parts we read. Yep. What? <laughs> no. Uh, I I'm just telling you if you want to guess right, I don't I don't know anyone who got struck by lightning. I mean, I guess it well, could be a metaphor. That's the thing. Uh, People don't think it's lightning. Is it... Um, uh, Benjamin Franklin. No. Is it... Uh, Gerald Ford. No. Is it... You're close. Really? Kind of. <laughs> uh, other Ford. No. Well, I... Lost it again. It's JFK. Okay. You were getting farther with pres- like president, oh, okay. and it's closer to it. Um, no, it's it not only JFK. It's JFK and RFK. So also Robert mm-hmm. Robert F. Kennedy. Sure. Um, because it says one is going to be struck down the day with a thunderbolt, and then another falls at nighttime. Both of them were assassinated, mm. one during the day, one during the night. And they think that thunderbolt means that he was shot, and that like because of how it looks— to Nostradamus, who hasn't seen a lot of gunfire because guns are still in their infancy in Europe, that and he doesn't know what it looks like. And how it sounds. Like yeah, because it does say thunderbolt. It doesn't mm-hmm. say lightning. Yeah. And so I'm like a big, loud, you know, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. crazy. I don't think that's real. <laughs> crazy. Because what about Rhymes, London, and Tuscany pestilence? What about Tuscany? Are they having a pestilence when JFK gets shot? Is the pestilence uh, Vietnam <laughs> in Tuscany? Uh Here's another one. The penultimate of the surname of Prophet. I hate it already. <laughs> will take Diana for his day and rest. He will wander because of a frantic head and delivering a great people from subjugation. I often get frantic head. Yeah. Because of a frantic head. I hate it. Me I too. mean, it has Diana, so it's got to be Princess Di. Princess Diana and Dodi Al-Fayed, whose father is named Mohammed. But that's his first name, and it oh. says the surname is supposed to be Mohammed. But most people don't have the surname Mohammed because they name their kids the first name Mohammed. But also, apparently, he had some sort of head problem. Hmm. Like he before they died was claiming that he had some sort of like like his brain was hurting or something. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Um, we have one more. Earth shaking fire from the center of the earth. 
will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. Then Arethusa Arethusa will redden a river. Um, WWE. (laughs) The Rock. I wish. Against. (laughs) That seems too on the nose. Who would be the other rock? Stone Cold Steve Austin. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. You're right. (laughs) He's Stone Cold like a rock. Uh, Check. Yeah. That one's real. That one's real. (laughs) No. Have they ever fought? I have no idea. I feel so ashamed that I don't, like, know that. I feel like by the time I was into wrestling when I was seven, The Rock. (laughs) When I was seven. The Rock was not uh, in the WWE. By the time I was into wrestling. Or when I was watching it, it was the WWF, Mm. World Wrestling Federation. At the ripe age of seven. (laughs) When I was into wrestling. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, That's where I learned suck it, and then my mom got really mad at me. <laughs> suck it. And I literally didn't know what it meant, and yeah. then she just got really mad. And you still say it. You still say it a lot. Oh, all the time. You say it more than anyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, habitually. Yeah. Uh, it's about Mount Etna or Mount St. Helens. No. It's about any volcano. No. Oh, not even a little bit? Volcano? No. Not a little bit? No. Is it about rock stars? No. Oh. So not like Elton John? No. (laughs) Not Elton John. (laughs) The famous rock star, Elton John. Famously a piano player. Yeah. Is about Soviet Union? No. Is about fashion? No. I'll give you a hint. These are in uh, chronological order. Um, So our last one was in 1980s. Oh, okay. Diana. Oh, okay. So it's 9-11? Yeah. I mean, there's, like, literally nothing else. 9-11. That anyone would, like, care to do. Also, I just have to tell you. Like, I completely <laughs> forgot what you even told me. <laughs> but you're like, it's it's past 1960. I'm like, oh, it's. No, 80. Oh, 1980. I'm like. Yeah. It's 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> it's 9-11. Or it's, it's got to be. The Berlin Wall coming down. Yeah. That's when the wall came down. It might be, Um, like, the Challenger shuttle exploding. Maybe. But, like, those are the only three things I can think of. Right. But but it says, Earth shake fire from the center of the Earth, which I also don't think has anything to do with any of the other ones. But no. Definitely not if you're in space. Um, Yeah. And actually, that's the one I read you is the actual, like, prediction from Nostradamus from his works. Mm -hmm. But if you Google it, you can find a lot of fake ones that people put out. And there's actually one specifically that people really thought was a real one Mm -hmm. that this um, guy who was in college wrote into his paper. And it was literally in his paper before that said, like, this is how easy it is to do a fake one and to make people think it's real and to, like, center it around an event but make it so vague that, like, it could be old you know like you could have sure. predicted this before yeah and then that one started circulating like this is a nostradamus <laughs> prediction that's hilarious yes like so the he point like point of it was look how easy it is yeah and he like accidentally like provided false information mm-hmm. like in his paper about like this is how easy it is for that to happen yeah which is fascinating yeah and i was like how exciting you, for you uh, though a plus, you proved it very well. Here's your degree. He's like, I'm a freshman. They're like, don't care. Mm. You did so good. But yeah, that one is the real one. And people think that because it says New City, so they think New York City, and the two rocks being the two uh, trade centers. Yeah. But it says they wore for a long time. And I'm like, what does that mean? Um, and, you know, 
Aruthusa or whatever will red in a new river. I don't know what that means. I don't know. And it has nothing to do with Earth shaking fire from the center of the Earth. Yeah. That's a, clearly a volcano. <laughs> right. Uh, there are no volcanoes in New York. None. Eh, eh, no. <laughs> Explain. Um, but I have a quote here for the end that says, These forecasts can be comforting because they suggest that horrible incidents were inevitable and that they are happened as part of a larger plan. So they're saying, like, this is why when something bad happens, suddenly you'll hear all about Nostradamus's prediction. Right. Because it makes people feel better that, like, the world isn't in, like, entropy chaos. I guess that's a interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fascinating. Because <laughs> the mm-hmm. way I think it's like, we planned it to be this terrible from the beginning. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Like, also... Uh, apparently you had information that it was going to happen and you... <laughs> he published a book, Haley. He, he didn't know when. Not him, but like the oh. people that have read it. Sure. <laughs> if it actually predicts the future, then you should have done something about it. Yeah, if you, if it, you could fix it, yeah. But it don't. But it don't. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's Nostradamus. I don't think he's trying to be some fancy man. Like, he's trying to actually say he knows things. He's trying to be a fancy man for his grandpas. Yeah, and he's trying to make money. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to make the cash, just like all of you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a man. But mostly he was just being a good doctor boy and, like, saving people's lives. Yeah, getting women to pop out babies. Who and I understand die. why after, like, after your wife and children died from the plague because you were being a doctor that like maybe you don't want to be a doctor so much anymore (laughs) yeah maybe it kind of bums you out and you're like you know what i'd rather think about space in the future that's cooler yeah because mary diseases are sad a new hot widow wife wife. yeah who's probably like rich and got a hot bod and we'll make new babes yeah we're gonna bang a lot and then i'm gonna hang out with queens and it's gonna be a cool time it'll be cool popping champagne making money right and then like i'll casually help the queen have babies so that i'll be cool and we'll hang out yeah that'll be my retirement and then i'll die in the night like a sad dog and i'll predict it (laughs) (laughs) by saying it every night before I i go to bed i love the idea that he was like Hey, because she's a secretary. He's paying her. He's like, hey, just so that I'm, like, credible, could you just say I said that the night before I died? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I want you to say I said. Just write it down so people will believe me. You know what? I I would do it for him. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I'd do it. He seems so nice and likable. Which is so interesting. It makes you think about, like, uh, hundreds and hundreds of years from now, people could take that kindness you do and... Turn it into a proof that your boss was a prophet. Prophet. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. No, he was just old and dying. And <laughs> he just asked me for a favor and he I asked, said, okay. <laughs> and I said, okay. Well, and it's like so many people are writing almanacs and so many people are writing like weird predictions. I'm sure he's not the only one that like she can't believe that people are going to believe that in the future. So she's just like, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's going to know it's fake. The worst part of this has been, uh, what was it? Sixtus the (laughs) Sixtus the fifth. Sixtus the fifth. Sixtus five. I hate you. (laughs) Pope Sixtus five. I'm going to look you up. Please do an episode about Sixtus Five. I'm going to look you up, Sixtus Five, and you better be clean as a blank sheet of paper, (laughs) or I'm going to tear you down. Or we're going to destroy you. I will destroy you. My favorite thing is when we get episodes out of doing an episode. 
is yeah. like something in the episode. <laughs> there's a reference, and then it's like, oh, let me look into that. And then it's like, oh, this is a whole nother thing. I'm gonna lose my mind if there was another one. <laughs> was there a six to six? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Like, we'll find out next time. On Hysterical History. <laughs> hysterical History. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, and please listen to my new podcast with Alyssa, my other roommate, uh, Screamies. If you just search Screamies, it'll probably come up. Yeah. Wherever. Wherever podcasts are given away. Mm-hmm. Screamies. And it's, it's a horror award show we're doing where we're going to watch all the movies that come out this year that are horror movies and then give them awards because they never get them and they deserve them. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Yeah. Not most of them. It's It's been really fascinating watching two of my roommates watch all these movies <laughs> and then kind of look at the popular uh, landscape Trends. of horror movies. Like yeah. they'll look at top horror movie lists and be like, these are all garbage. <laughs> this is all wrong. Or like these are good movies in the wrong order. <laughs> right. They know so much about horror movies, like, more than anybody else, like, that I, I ever heard of. It, it makes me—it gives me the good feeling where I feel like I'm actually an expert at something. Mm-hmm. And so then every time people are like, hey, have you seen this movie, like, a horror movie? I'm like, yes. yes. and Or I'm like, or my roommates watched it. Yeah. One of us. Because we don't watch them all together. That'd be way too much. Yeah. But now we have to end this episode so I can go watch it with <laughs> Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys, or you're here later. You'll hear us. We love you. Bye. Bye.